0: what is up guys and thank you all for checking out this edition of the new generation hero talk podcast i am your host ej stewart we haven't been on with the hero talk podcast in a minute but we're happy to be back to talk about a lot of news happening in the world of superhero movies and television we will be talking about the controversy surrounding scarlett johansson's lawsuit against disney for disney's decision to put marvel's black widow movie on the disney plus streaming service it's a very messy lawsuit there's been a lot of Back and forth about it. Kevin Feige reportedly not happy with how things are going down. So this has become quite the controversy. We'll give you guys the latest on that. Also, Suicide Squad. This is the week it will be coming out in theaters. And man, the the reaction so far and the Rotten Tomatoes score has been overwhelmingly positive. So we'll just uh, talk briefly about w- what that means and what we're expecting from that movie as uh, as we, we get closer and closer to that release date. Um, we also got social reactions to the "What If" series that's appearing on Disney Plus from Marvel in a, in a couple of uh, weeks as well. So we'll talk about that. Some some interesting, you uh, know, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like like uh, eagle-eyed uh, uh, viewers were able to see um, some 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 interesting nods that apparently will be displayed in the Black Panther sequel that's coming up in. Uh, twenty is that twenty twenty three? That movie I believe is coming out. Uh, or is it twenty twenty two? Yeah, some one of them years. I'll I'll get that date um in a bit. But but um some some uh some of the earliest details we know about what they're gonna do with the, the child character after the passing of Chadwick Boseman. So we'll tell you guys what some some again some equal-eyed fans have been able to spot from a video that was posted of the set of the throne room. Uh, in Wakanda, so we'll talk about that later in the show. And then finally, there appears to be a casting in the Blue Beetle movie. And um, we'll uh, we'll give you guys that name and what to expect from that project from DC. So plenty to get to on today's show. But I will start this podcast, uh, start talking about this Venom trailer that came out today. We're recording this podcast on Monday, August, uh, August 2nd. Sham, of course, joins me today on the pod uh what did you make of of this uh of this trailer that we got for venom this is a movie that again we've kind of said it before we, we kind of know what to expect is going to be pretty much a a a you know pound for pound slugfest between these two symbiotes the story from the last trailer it was kind of unclear where things were going did you get any more clarity in regards to the plot with this trailer
1: um I mean I guess a, a little bit and just in terms of you know it you know Brock meets up with carnage and bites him and I guess he gets some symbiote uh somehow I suppose it's not it's not completely clear but um uh but yeah the carnage is going to go on a rampage I mean they they show basically the plot the the kind of kind of a cliff note to the plot which is fine for this kind of movie it's not meant to be some kind of like secret like you know, some part of the MCU or anything oh, like there's that. There's no
2: shock. There's no twist.
1: You know, it's not it's not meant to be that kind of movie, which is fine. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of the you know, like like Kendall had mentioned because we had, we had watched the trailer together, he said they're really leaning in on the whole, you know, funny Venom, or you know, quippy Venom, mm-hmm. uh, which, which you know, uh, I'm not a fan of, personally. I mean, it's funny sometimes, but it's not what I want to see. <laughs> so, um. Uh, so yeah, this overall this trailer didn't really uh, do it for me though. I do think Carnage looks great. In terms of how good Carnage can look, I think that this is probably about where you would want Carnage to look, in terms of just visually. Um, and sound, I mean, I just I think he looks he looks great. And Harrelson's a good actor. I'm sure he'll play the role well. Um, but it's just how they how Venom is in this universe. Um, you know, it's just not what I want to see. So. Mm. Yeah, those are my thoughts on it. Kendall, of course, is on the pod as well. Kendall, do you
0: share uh, Shamari's sentiments with the quippy and uh, humorous portrayal from Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock Venom character? Uh, Yeah, I mean, first of all, glad to be
2: here. I've been a little bit, you know, obviously now that the uh, Loki's done uh, and now that the NBA draft is over, we can kind of focus on Something like uh, Hero Talks. I'm glad Hero to be Talk, back. Period. Broadcast. Hundred
0: percent. Yeah. Shout out to the shout out to the listeners. You know who've been riding with us. You know, everybody. You know, at this point, we've been doing this now for several years. You, you know, the draft becomes a very big deal for us when it comes to building content. So uh, you know, some things get put to the wayside. But once draft ends, we kind of everything's kind of gets put back into place. And now uh, we're kind of ready to rock off for the rest of the summer. So yeah. Really excited to be back doing hero talk. I, I echo those sentiments from Kendall. I want to just shout out the listeners who've been rock staying with us and rocking with us. Yeah, no doubt. Um,
2: in terms of Venom, uh, in terms of Venom two, I mean the trailer, uh, similar to the first one. You know, the tone of the movie, like Smarty said, definitely they're leaning into the to the comedic aspect of the movie that I think was probably where it was best. It worked where it worked best last last time. Uh, where it probably got the most amount of uh, praise was with its comedic timing. Certainly, for me, um, they're definitely leaning into that a little bit um, in these trailers. Uh, in terms of the story, I, I agree that uh, we don't get much, but I feel like, like Shamari said, it's a very simple movie. You know, Eddie Brock interviews Carnage for a story, or you know, Cassidy, and you know for somehow, you know, he gets, becomes carnage, gets a symbiote, and then he's out, and he's on the loose, and, you know, he's wreaking havoc, so, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty simple movie, I don't expect, uh, there will be aspects of the movie that we don't expect, I mean, there, there will be things, characters that aren't as featured in these trailers that we'll get, but, you know, trying to do something similar, uh, to the last one, so, um, I'll be honest, and I hope I'm wrong, I could be wrong, but, this looks like, you know, a, this looks like a forty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. And I hope I'm wrong, mm-hmm. I am wrong. Are you
0: talking critics or audience score? Uh, that is, that, is, that is a that is a very important question with this movie. Yeah. I think that's a great question, Jim. Because remember, yeah. last time with Venom one, one. audience score very positive, critic score not so positive. Yeah. Um. Particularly, I mean, does the, that ma- even that that matter stuff? with this? Movie? And I almost feel like with this movie, it's like, like, it's, it's real. Like, I, I always feel like that audience score sometimes is just very not, like, it really is not, a, it's not like, yeah, it's an exaggeration. Sometimes one way or the other. Like, uh, you know, like, I think The Last Jedi, whatever the, uh, you know, <laughs> the audience score is, I think it's probably very much an exaggeration of the negative feelings about it. Um, and then there's other ways, vice versa, like maybe something like, uh, like Zack Snyder's Justice League. Again, I don't know what it is, but I'm sure it's super high um, because those are rabid fan bases that want to push a certain um, feeling for that movie. And, then, you know, it is what it is. I feel like with Venom, it seemed like, again, it wasn't just from just uh, some people I saw on the Internet. It was people I spoke with. It seemed like a lot of people enjoyed that movie and didn't understand, like, why critics hated it so much. So I, that audience score, I think, is 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 important. Yeah, I, yeah, but I'm willing to bet. I mean, I don't know how you guys
2: feel that this isn't going to be a great movie. At least it won't be well. received So right? you don't think it'll be as well received as the
1: first one? But I don't think it'll be well received now. Nah. Mm, it just looks like the movie is taking a step back. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes the sometimes the critics react to the fans also. Right. Um, So sometimes if the first initial movie, the critics bomb it, but the fans love it, then the critics will start listening to the fans because they don't want to they don't want to um, turn people away from them. Right. So they'll like not assimilate, but they'll their opinions. They'll look at the movie differently as almost like a cult classic or like a flavor kind of thing. Sometimes it doesn't always happen. But so it's hard to say what the how the critics will feel. I don't think it'll matter. Um, I think what will matter with this movie will be more word of mouth. um, uh, You know, whether that be literal word of mouth or internet word of mouth in, in these venom circles or people that like venom, you know, because there are people that congregate in, in surrounding their fandom of the original venom movie now. So, you know, I don't know if it'll do well. um, But um, I agree. I don't, I would guess the critics won't love it, but I don't think that'll be the end all be all for this movie or Venom as a character uh, for Sony. So I mean, I think we'll, I think we'll see how it goes, but, um, but yeah, I personally am not particularly interested um, in this this franchise because this is this is clearly the Venom they want to portray, and I'm just I just I'm not here for it. Yeah,
0: and I get that, you know, what I'm saying like, uh, you know the whole part about Venom that I think is what well, it's so weird because again, a lot of people like to like this movie and have, I mean, it's only one movie. So, but you know that when you like the movie, I guess you guys say they like the franchise, but like what's weird is I've always thought of Venom as just like this very like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe people will disagree, but I was just like, Venom is very over the top and Venom is very like, uh, like taking himself seriously often. Like, and it's a very there's a big intensity that comes with that character whenever he's around. Like there's no self awareness to like like what he's about, you know? So it's very weird that like he's like the total opposite in terms of how they're present presented him in this movie. And I, I I've always thought his fans have kind of looked at him in that light of that being super intense, non self aware, kind of uh just like lunatic essentially. And um and it's weird to see that's like this movie take off the way it did, or this movie franchise take off the way it did, and um, to me, it'd be so not what I expect fans who love Venom to enjoy. And, I, and again, there are also fans who don't like Venom. I don't want to make it sound like oh, everyone loves this movie and this movie franchise, but there are a lot of a lot of Venom fans who really enjoyed that first movie. Very excited for this one. I will say quickly, I thought this trailer. I do agree that that, uh, that Carnage does look great. Um, the CGI on Carnage pretty much looks legit. So that's a, a plus. Um, it definitely seems like Woody Harrelson's having fun with this role. We'll have to see, you know, more of the movie to kind of get a great feel for, uh, you know, how exactly, you know, exactly just how how great the portrayal will be. You know, I don't want to just say oh he's doing an a amazing job just from the trail, but it does definitely seem like he's not like phoning it in in regards to like, uh, you know, being this you know <laughs> Cassidy character. Like to me, he's 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 being that guy and. And some degree, I, I feel like I wish, I kind of wish we got more of, like, what we're seeing from Harrison's portrayal from um, Hardy. That's not what Hardy's been asked to do, so I, I'm not really blaming him at all. But, but like, you know, Hardy's Eddie Brock is is, is just a very different Eddie Brock, and his Venom is different. Very different. Venom. I feel like what we're getting, like, if you like Carnage, I feel like you're getting what you asked for. <laughs> like, you're not going too much far off the reservation when it comes to, um, comes to that situation. So, uh, we'll, we'll see how the rest of the movie turns out. I didn't feel like I got much, as many answers I probably would have liked with the plot other than just, uh, you know, Venom, you know, Carnage has beef with Venom and then that's it. We do seem to know that Venom apparently is like a crime fighter, kinda. Uh, but, you know, with that comes their, uh, the differences between those two uh in regards to like you know i guess whatever met uh you know methods brock wants to take compared to what the aliens in via venom wants to take and i'm sure they'll have great funny moments again is that what we want and expect from venom that seems to be the the major question that for everybody uh everybody involved like that's going to kind of determine and make or break the movie to me it seemed like it uh they were able to kind of survive that last time, but this is this is a whole different ballgame. So we'll continue to follow the Venom uh, the Venom movie. Let's hope it comes out on time because obviously the COVID situation uh, is not getting better right now. Um, I don't want to say it's a catastrophe, but you know it is what it is. So uh, Sony, from the word online and the word from reporters, has been they've been uh, pretty cautious about uh, about their movies, and you know the I've heard. Some reporters say, hey, they're not even dropping the Spider-Man uh, trailer in part because they want to see more people get vaccinated. You know, uh, who knows if that's true or not. But um, if that's any incentive for people to go and do the right thing and get vaccinated, then so be it. Um, but let's uh, move on now. Let's talk about this um, this really crazy situation that's happening with uh, with 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 Scarlett Johansson. So Scarlett Johansson, of course, played Natasha Romanoff, the black widow. Her movie just came out. In fact, our last Hero Talk podcast was our review of Black Widow. That movie did come out on Disney+. Plus. It had a pretty impressive opening weekend. I think it made around $80 million. Um, tanked after that and we came to, in regards to like the, the box office numbers. And the whole situation with Disney's decision to put the movie on streaming service along with theaters uh, has led to a mess that now includes a lawsuit between Uh, the Black Widow star, and Disney. So she essentially right now is suing them, saying that by them making this move, uh, it essentially took money out of her pocket uh, because her salary was contingent on the box office performance. And by Disney putting it on a streaming service in her and her lawyer's eyes, it purposefully sabotaged the box office performance. Hence taking away money from Scarlett Johansson, that she would have earned. Um, the word, first of all, Disney is saying this is all nonsense. Disney is not really giving much. Uh, they're not giving her much love or any support or any kind of feeling bad for what they did. Um, the, the situation, seems to have put Kevin Feige in a weird spot. Uh, the word is that he is quote um, angry and embarrassed at how uh, Disney is, is handling this I will read a quote from uh, from the uh, from Matthew Baloney. He was a former uh, Hollywood reporter uh, uh, editor. He said Feige is a company man and prone to the corporate showdowns or shouting matches. But I'm told he's very angry and embarrassed. He lobbied Disney against a date and date plan for Black Widow, preferring the base screen exclusivity and not wanting to upset his talent. And we know how much Feige and kind of these. No, I, I would say like he seems like he he seems to be the kind of movie producer that has like a very like kind of personal relationship with all of these like top talents uh, on his roster. So um we knew he was pretty much very much against the simultaneous release, you know, for, for months and months before they eventually announced that they were gonna do it. Perhaps that was him trying to look out for his his, you know, quote unquote star player, knowing that this was gonna upset them you know or it could have just been for the sanctity of the art but now it kind of makes more sense now to me why he was so hard pressed against disney doing this i guess i'll just toss it to you kind with all that's being kind of slung around in this uh in this saga what do you make of what's going on man um very
2: interesting situation uh <laughs> shamari knows my uh he knows my take on it because i've ranted about it the past two days um yeah i mean uh, the one thing we left out was that uh disney uh their statement uh they went as far as to call it a sad and distressing effort yes uh exactly. they they called her callous in her disregard for the for the global pandemic wow. yeah you're right about um that. that we've been that we've been going through and then you had scarless people who responded to that saying you know that that Disney should be ashamed of themselves for 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 trying to weaponize her twenty million dollar thing. They came out and they 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 put her contract out there. They're like she already made twenty million, and so felt like they were trying to weaponize her salary, trying to weaponize the pandemic against her. So yeah, it's a, it's a it's a very bad situation. Um, there's also reports that Emma Stone and Emily Blunt might be paying attention to this as well because of Cruella and and Jungle Cruise coming out and you know they're paying attention to what happens with Carl johansson saying maybe we have to get something uh for the premiere access uh the rock
1: Listen, the rock man the, the rock, rock
2: came out his people the man of the people they said you know <laughs> we were in lockstep with disney on the premiere access please man of the people you know uh like someone put it uh the rock is trying to get his hercules money his marvel <laughs> money you know his <laughs> fantastic Four money, whatever money that is down the line, he's gonna try and get it at some point. But um, on Scarlett Johansson, um, I am not buying this lawsuit uh, personally. Uh, it, it feels like Disney has caught a lot of flack in this. And I look, I get it. Um, you know, I don't, I don't want to be the guy who's like, you know, the corporate guy. Yeah, yeah, championing the
1: the corporate. <laughs>
2: Dollar, you know i don't really i'm not crying about disney no, you know, disney,
1: <laughs> you know Disney's okay.
2: yeah they'll be fine if they you lost know this with law-
1: yeah if they lost this lawsuit they wouldn't be like yeah if know, they had to pay
2: scarlett johansson <laughs> 20 or 50 million whatever that number is I, they'll be fine um but my problem i guess is that i feel like what scarlett johansson is missing is the bigger picture in that and I think Shamari put it perfectly when he, when he talked about it with me off air a couple days ago. Is that the headlines, uh, a lot of the headlines will read Scarlett Johansson suing Disney over Disney Plus Premier Access release. Um, if that's the case, then me as a fan, I mean, I don't know about you, EJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I w- enjoyed having the option of seeing Black Widow. I watched I, I watched a, Black Widow from the crib. Yeah, you watched it Premiere access. Mm-hmm. I, I I mean we me and Shamari mm-hmm. and our family went to the theater, but you know, but we were glad we were glad to have that option. And yeah. in other situations, like yourself, maybe we wouldn't have went to the theater. Maybe we would have if, saw if it.
1: If or, I lived, if we lived in a country where the vaccine wasn't as easily accessible, yes, I would have felt mm-hmm. pressured to go into a crowded movie theater Facts. to see Black Widow. Hundred percent. And that's not
0: and when we say when we say like, you know, country with a vaccine isn't prevalent, that don't have to be like a rich country. That could be Japan. Exactly. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Japan's a rich country, but like they they don't have a lot of vaccine access right now, and that's why they've had issues with COVID during this
2: have... Right.
0: Yeah. Vacancy. America's one of the few. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly.
2: So and also we have to think about the fact that the premier access release also didn't made everybody more comfortable because the theaters
0: weren't as packed.
1: Exactly. Facts. If, right. if
2: there was no premiere access release then EJ and his people would have also yeah, been in the my, theater. Yeah, my my
0: five that came to my crib it would have been that five in some theater. Crazy t- taking right. my space up in the theater. Probably
2: times 10. It might have been another right. 50 in in the theater <laughs> right, and those true. things would have been sold out like a normal like a normal movie. And now it's a lot less comfortable of an experience for everybody and a lot more dangerous of an experience for being, yeah. for keeping it honest. So that is the part where I'm just talking human being, you know, real life stuff. Right. I don't care about, you know, Disney. I'm glad we got the, I'm glad we got the premier access release. You know, if there is some legal contract stuff involved in it, um, hopefully Disney and Charlotte can settle that out. And you mm-hmm. on a way in which Scarlett can get her money, and everything is fine. But I'm glad that we got the Premier Access. I'm glad that Bob Chapek stepped in and said we're doing the Premier Access thing. If yeah. it costs some money in the long run, that's unfortunate. Because I'm glad he did it. But, mm-hmm. um, and on the business side, I mean, we're talking when, for Scarlett Johansson. The thing that bothers me is the timing of this lawsuit, because right. not only I look, I agree. You could, I don't believe that Disney is like. I, I do think that there is some PR um, magic going on when it comes to... 100%. ...the, the pandemic and Yeah, of 100%. Alice about it. They, so they knew that they would have... They knew that that was a weapon they could use, 100%. Yeah. But with that being said, I think when you're talking about Bob Iger or or Bob J. Pick and Bob Iger, mm-hmm. I feel like they, as a company, um, I feel like they understand that the pandemic they have to they they need to make as much money as possible Mm -hmm. and they also need to make sure that their people um at, at at marvel their people at star wars can all thrive and going forward you know they need those 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 different ips um financially to do well and they need those those ips to um do well from a from a brand perspective or from a from a audience perspective um i feel like scarlett johansson financially is at a point where she's arguing the timing of it is off because she's arguing um yeah you know i i feel like i should have gotten this money this is a breach of contract mm-hmm. but last time i checked wasn't she the one doing promotion for black widow before it came out like weeks ago um, I, I, look, I, I, maybe I got maybe like, I'm wrong. Like, was she at the premiere of Black Widow? Uh,
0: I'm almost certain she was. I mean, I, I
2: would be, I feel like it would yeah, be breaking news if she wasn't. Yeah. So if she was at the premiere of Black Widow, if she was doing press for Black Widow prior to the movie coming out, knowing that she was going to sue them, why would you do it? Like, if you don't approve of the Disney Plus release. And come out and say, come out and there, say it before it comes out.
0: Yeah, yeah, to me, there is an element, sham, to the movie did what it did with the box office. It's hard for me to say it did bad, per se, because it started well, didn't do well most after that. And for what it's worth, I'm just looking up, like, you know, she was, uh, I don't know if she was there for this, by the way. I'm like looking up pictures from the red carpet. I see a lot of foreigners pew. I don't I I don't see Scarlet Durant. You might not have pulled up. Okay. Uh fair enough. You know, I don't I don't know. And it's maybe that's interesting nobody kind of picked up on that or noticed that. Um I see a lot a lot of Forrest pew. It's very hard for me to find anybody when I see a Scarlet Ranch picture, it looks like a, a picture from like an old it's like not <laughs> yeah, it's not from this one. It's from something else. <laughs> yeah. So look, oh, she might not have pulled up to this joint. She might have been really upset. I don't know. Uh but Sham, to me, it does feel like, you know, I don't know what her motivation is, but it does look like movie didn't do so well in box office. Now I'm suing. And I think for me. That's just going to look a certain way. Do you feel the same way?
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to look. I've ranted about this to Kendall. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, I'm not going to be too offensive Needless to say, I am not on the side of Scarlett Johansson. Okay. Um, I'm not necessarily, I guess, on the side of I I mean, I guess by default I am on the side of Disney, but I don't particularly have any love for Disney in this specific scenario. I think they'll be fine. But um, I think I'm just just looking at this from the perspective of, like, just, you know, Scarlett Johansson um, is not... I mean, this this the word that comes to mind is frivolous lawsuit. Um, wow. Very frivolous. lawsuit. <laughs> very strong just words. Of, <laughs> of, it's just it's it, just in terms of, um, you know, and I knew she got and Disney didn't even have to tell me how much he made. I knew she made a ton of money off this movie. Yeah. But like she doesn't need. You know, it's just greed this is just greed i'm just gonna be honest i mean i just there's no other way to say it. it is people want to be offended and say oh scarlett johansson and she missed out on so much money and but it's greed this is greed she doesn't need this money you know how many people could have died i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna go there i don't care i don't mm-hmm. care if someone says oh you're weaponizing the pandemic you know how many people could have died going to see this movie yeah and she's mad that she didn't get enough money more than 20 more than 20 more than 20 million dollars Yeah, more than 20
0: million dollars you mean more than 20 dollars? million yeah. i'll never make 20 million dollars <laughs> right. let, right. let me let, let's start tomorrow right. let me play devil's advocate because someone has to what what do you say though to a country where and it's, not a, it's not a statement of how i feel it's just what it is is you're supposed to be you're supposed to be what whatever you're worth is what you deserve is how this country has worked when it comes to capitalism. Again not making a statement of right or wrong just what it is and what do you say to scarlet or anyone who is pro scarlet in this and that you manipulated what i was worth by doing this thing and therefore i now am being taking the brunt of whatever and i'm not saying that oh, well, you know, we saved lives, and okay, that's, that's well, true. Yo, that's the answer your but, question right there. I, I know, like, look, man, bro, but, but, So man. is that the answer? That's simple? I'm it's like, look, out, it doesn't matter. We <laughs> had to save people. Is that how you guys feel? And again, I'm not, this is only me posing the devil's advocate. I'm not. 100%. I have a feeling on it, but I'm not giving it to you. You guys just feel like, look, at the end of the day, more people, lives had to be saved. Like, y'all just don't have the sympathy and for I think that's whatever that's you're worth is what you're worth. Because I think for Scarlett, it's, it's, is this idea of i mean forget the 20 million dollars fam like if i'm worth 60 and you do you manipulate some stuff for whatever reason and therefore now i'm not worth that 60 that feels like money that's owed to her that's how she's We're in a pandemic. presenting this but
1: i, I get i, I say scarlet I, w- I would show picture i would show Scarlett Johansson that's an scenario you're bringing up i show her a picture of someone dying of covid yeah someone in the icu because he went to her movie yeah someone in a say, ventilator right yeah someone on a ventilator and I'd say mm. Scarlett, <laughs> this is why, this is why. And, and you want to you know, know why you didn't make $100 million off of Black Widow? This is why. And and you
2: know what, like, all right, so ultimately from just the most basic standpoint, there is a lot of people that, you know, were, used to be worth $50 million, or not even $50 million, you know, a lot of people used to be worth, you know, 50000 a year that are now making 20000 a year. A lot of people that were right. worth, pay you cuts. know, right. $500,000 yeah, that exactly, are now making right. 200000 the You're pay right. cuts are, were, were, are for everybody. Exactly. Or a lot of people in 2021. No, no <laughs> one no one wanted this. Disney didn't want this. And ultimately, I think what what I told Shamari was that, and ultimately, where I think Scarlett and her people are off on this, is not necessarily even the lawsuit. The lawsuit, again, you know, if we're just talking what's in the contract and you want to debate that, that's not yeah, for a lawyer. Talk, that's yeah, not me. Yeah, you want to talk I, about the contract me. and all this that, stuff, that, it's like, whatever. But, <laughs> to me i think the wording of the contract or the wording of the lawsuit um or they should have been more specific in that we're not suing over the disney plus right. premiere access right. release we're suing because we want some sort of cut of the Premier I, access right. right and that's and, I, and that's why and i want to step in is yeah. where we're going at, right if that if that if that is what we end up getting to yeah I'll have no problem with that Disney right. can yeah, and their that, lawyers and yeah, Scarlett's lawyers
1: I would be can come to some sort of agreement that I would be that that would be less offensive but when mm-hmm. we're talking about she's th- talking about just why did you do that she's why saying that you re- yeah she didn't...
0: like you know, and that's why I want that's why I want to step in in terms of how I, I view this because i i I feel like that to me was a misstep and I'm not a lawyer so maybe there's some lawyer stuff that I don't know where it wasn't a misstep but I'm talking about misstep in terms of public perception because the way they're framing it is like to me and we you guys know this cuz we got we all follow sports she's and her lawyers are presenting what to me are like incentives and bonuses as salary those are not the same things and right. keep it in 100 like just being honest like we watch sports how many times do you see a team pull a guy who needs to get 1000 yards to make another million his contract, he he doesn't get it, and it becomes a contentious thing. But guess what? They pulled him because they didn't they didn't have the money to give him that million. They didn't want to give him that million for whatever reason. Or a player who maybe is sitting on you know forty percent from three, and he's like, if I stay at forty percent from three, I get X amount of incentives. And all of a sudden, they got a bad calf in the last game of the season, and they yeah, sit they, out. They stopped shooting threes for the last. Yeah, season. yeah. Or, or they playing out there, but now they don't want to shoot the ball, <laughs> like. But either way, that's not guaranteed salary, and in both of those instances, that's the that's either the player or the team, or the organization, the corporation manipulating the circumstances to guarantee themselves certain bread. So yes. I I think to me, I think Shamari used frivolous, and it is, it's I say it, it's strong. I won't say harsh because I won't say harsh because I feel like when you use the word salary, but then tell me. Well, my salary is based off of my performance box. in the box office. That's not a salary. Your salary is whatever they paid you just to show up on set. And that sounds right. like twenty million dollars. And that's so, over with. You got that. And you got that and it's it's done and whatever. And I'm not saying look, I'm like, it's obvious that yes, this was gonna be a a like a a, a what's a circumstance of them pulling the stuff from there. I would argue If she has a beef with them not giving her any of the cut from the Disney Plus Pub uh, Premier Access, I would say 100% I agree with Charles Gohansson. I don't understand how any... Like, whatever you were supposed to get from the box office, you should just be getting from the Premier Access. That's how I view it. That's not in the contract. And Disney's not going to play nice because they don't have to. And it sucks. But their corporation, a soulless corporation, surprise, like, it, it, it... it is what it is. When I look I mean, at, okay, I'm taking them to court, I just don't know how you can argue that there was zero merit for them deciding that putting this in theaters only was the right move. Yeah, I guess her move is, I guess her, for her, I guess the thought would be just delay the movie until you can put it out in theaters. That's throwing her all the rope you can. Um, and, I mean, yeah. look, and, like, and, 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 we don't. They don't say that, and we haven't heard from Scarlett Johansson. We only know what's said in this lawsuit. Um, and so, what's funny is I don't think we'll hear from her. We'll only hear from lawyers and stuff in this lawsuit. So That makes it even more kind of yeah. weird. But, but that part of it is the part that's just hard for me to kind of grasp. With is you saying I my salary was affected by this? That to me is just one hundred percent not true. A salary can't ever be affected by any external situation your salary is what's guaranteed to you is whatever you're supposed to get they can come to you and say we need you to take less or we're giving you a raise on your salary but they can't your salary can't just be oh whatever we get like <laughs> I, I don't i, I had to even bring this up but it's, it's 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 almost like the beef that we saw between other you know creators in this content field like the joe button podcast that was a whole beef was was with, with you know three a, a group of three guys you know the the the, joe wants to put two of them on salary their contract is supposed to be based off of whatever they earn as a group and they get a percentage that's not a salary and because and the beef was whether or not they could get them on a salary would they ever agree to a salary and that seemed to be the majors a major sticking point in that like this was just like weird to me that like she would even come up with this thing that it's my salary that's being affected your salary's not being affected that's not salary that's we it's, it's very it's it look i think smart
2: people would understand that would she have made more had they made the decision to put it solely in, in the theaters of course Definitely. she would have made. More. um how much more i mean probably a few million uh you know which you know for me is like a lot of money but for her it's honestly probably not look i don't know her quality of life you know,
0: maybe she needs. Yeah, you don't that know. Extra. You don't know. You don't know. If she got to pay taxes. I mean, you don't. You don't. Right. you, you know, know. I don't know. Maybe there are extra. people who make twenty million dollars a year who are that.
1: Johansson is fine. But like, I yeah, Shamari's right. If she has to get oh, I, oh, I, I have, have to, have to sell get rid my, of
2: my Porsche. I have to sell my third house. Oh no! To, now look, I'm I not gonna. I can't pay my I'm nephew's, not nephews get, tuition. I'm not gonna get into all that Harvard. But it to me, it's that's 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 what this is. That's what this is. Twenty dollars. Yeah, that's what this is. To me, I am, I like. <laughs> Come on, it wouldn't be as bad to me if if you looked at this and again, you know, EJ mentioned she's not she wasn't at the premiere. You know, she was doing Good Morning America. You know, she was doing Entertainment Tonight. She know, did talking other about stuff, Black right. You know, doing press, doing interviews, talking about how great the movie's gonna be. And look, she wants to sell the movie. I get it. She because you know what, she still got the bonus for whatever the box office was. They didn't say, no, now now you're getting nothing. They didn't change. They didn't rip the contract, though. They, they only did. She were, got whatever, yeah. The, the parameters TV. of the
0: contract were the parameters of the contract. She got bread from the box office. It just wasn't what. And I, I, there's also a part of me that's just like, this was a fine movie. It probably, it, we know it would have done better. It wasn't a bad movie. People would have seen it. But, like, it is kind of weird to me for you to just be like, yo, like, I was just owed this. Like, I don't know, like. This was, was not like going to be like, a, we, we, a Billy we, Power like, movie. But even beyond that nope. kind of, like, my thing is like we've seen. Like, seen it never made but my thing, even, but even beyond that kind of like, to me, it's just like we've seen like like you you're not owed something based on what we assume the performance will be. Like I don't I, even that concept to this
1: lawsuit. I don't really think is fair. Like, and, and if I were Disney, I yeah I you know what I'd feel blindsided by this too. Like if, if if you were kind of if you work for me, and you know on a lot of movies you'll make fifty million, you're you're filthy rich as she clearly is. Yes. Yeah. On an average movie you'll make fifty million dollars. That's yeah. just what you get off a movie. Yeah. A, a Marvel movie. On this one, we're in a global pandemic. People are di- Five hundred thousand people died in the last year. So I put it on streaming. I make twenty million. It maybe maybe there's something in the contract, oh, some kind of whatever rigmarole, rigmarole, whatever legal, you know, stuff, whatever. Okay, you didn't make as much, but you know, I'll give you twenty million. If you came out and sued me, yeah, I'd be a little, I'd be like, oh, you know, and, that's probably, and I'll be, that's probably Disney's reaction. They're like, oh, 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 okay, you know. And I'll be honest, like, I I
0: feel like to me, I personally don't have any problem with Disney bringing up the pandemic or her salary. They Sorry. should that's i i I don't yeah i I really don't it's the truth that's why they didn't make
2: anything
0: up right there's no now you could argue do they actually feel she's being callous about the pandemic maybe not that's why i think maybe pr spin it but but could someone feel that way definitely and look you gotta have context to this like she's saying i'm i'm owed all this bread and it's like you made 20 million well that and again i'm not the kind of person who's like I, I, and the reason why I brought that, that that, don't, that, that don't was advocate money. stuff, because I do want to keep it 100 and say, look, I, I am also fair is fair in America. And you are worth whatever you're worth. And just because, oh, 20 million is more than someone else. Well, that's if they're worth 60, it's still worth 60. Like, I don't know what to tell people. So so I, I totally understand that. And again, it's not me agreeing with it or not. It's just a fact right. of the situation. But at the end of the day, it's it's to. I don't see think There's anything wrong with you putting out there what the context is for other people to understand this and say, okay, well, what is the robbery that's happening? Because you, the the the, the lawsuit is like there's this massive robbery. Say, like, well, okay, well, how bad is it? Well, she made 20 million on salary. All right. Well, I need to re- make a real case about what is this robbery. Was she gonna make 100 million off this movie? Like, I doubt it was I'm something good. that much. Like, like, guess. like, like if I I know know that like that's the number, that. a number? then like okay, like then let's talk. But what? like. If we're talking about oh, you would have made an extra ten or extra five. I'm trying to guess that Scarlett Johansson.
2: I look, I don't know what the money, the numbers are for this year, but I know twenty million in other years. I mean, is the highest paid actress in Hollywood for a year, and and, and Jennifer Lawrence. I mean, made also, twenty million one year, and she was the highest paid actress in
1: Hollywood. So I know, I know you're going you're
2: not gonna get the right. sympathy from me,
1: right? When she you're the highest right. paid
2: actress in Hollywood, saying I, I'm, I should be making another thirty.
1: Yeah, and, Last and, of the and, and and regardless of um, another thing to note is that she was a producer also, so I don't know if that adds more money to what she may have made. Right, right. But um, you know, I guess just you know, ultimately when it comes to the legal stuff and the, because uh, I hear a lot of her supporters or I guess or whatever saying, oh, breach breacher contract. If there's a breach of contract, if there's a of contract, she wants to sue. That's fine. Right. That's, that's I think that's, that's and that stuff is fine. You know, and I guess you know it's within her right. She's not going to get any kind of sympathy from right. me. Right, and look, the legal That's jargon I think is really
2: with the exclusivity window of the theater. Sure, they. Yeah. I think she's upset it's... that once you put it on Disney Plus, now the bonus is being affected by they're not being. And if that exclusivity is is in the fine print, if it's in the contract that yeah, you, we're, this movie is going to be released with a forty five day window right. of yeah. exclusivity in the theaters, yeah. and then they. Disney decided to blow that up. Well look, Disney right. uh, what I'll say is this Disney did not do this without consulting lawyers. They did not decide to put Black Widow on Disney Plus with Scarlett Johansson telling them no and Kevin Feige telling them don't do it without consulting right. lawyers. And, and ultimately Kevin Feige, like EJ mentioned, he's a GM. So he he needs to he, he needs to be able to recruit future Hollywood yeah. stars. So right. This is... This, he's not... I don't think Kevin Feige... I'm not, I'm not mad at Kevin Feige for being, quote-unquote, shocked and upset and saddened by <laughs> the right. you know, betrayal of Scarlett Johansson. I don't, you know, that's, that's that's also PR from his perspective to the rest of Hollywood. So, it, I mean, it's a fascinating situation, but,
1: yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I, I don't feel bad for Scarlett Johansson. I It's. I find it odd that a lot of people do. She's fine. She'll be okay. She wasn't hurt by anyone. She's not in her room crying. <laughs> She'll yeah. be okay. This is a frivolous lawsuit. She has more than enough money. I understand America's America. I understand contracts are contracts. But I don't feel bad for Scarlett Johans.
0: <laughs> yeah. There you go. Right there. Uh, Summing up there. Let's uh, move on quickly and talk about uh, The Suicide Squad. So this movie is set to come out very shortly. Right now, reception is extremely, extremely good in um, regards to just how people are feeling about it. Um a lot of people are saying this is maybe the best DC movie. Um, the, a lot of, uh, just, just overall, just really um, positive stuff from James Gunn's uh, uh, take on these characters. Right now, the Rotten Tomato score sits at 96%, which is just an obscenely high number. I mean, I I, I sit there trying to speak, so I'm just like, we've seen these movies start off high, and we've seen them come down, but, you know, it's already at 96%. No, it's it's gonna take it's gonna take a lot for that to come down. You know, what I'm saying in terms of like some kind of massive dip as soon as the rest of the other critics get to see this film. I'll get this to Kendall first. Are you surprised by the uh, overwhelming positive reception to the, the the Suicide Squad? Um.
2: Yeah, I mean, this movie initially debuted at 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes, it did, um, and that is. Uh, Certainly surprising on some level, um, you know, the, the trailers seemed they seemed good, but um, there also was a lot that they're holding back because of the nature of the movie. Uh, so you really don't know, really didn't know what to expect in terms of, uh, you know, how good it'll be. Uh, but what I will say is that the, the, le- the, the only thing that makes this not surprising is that James Gunn is doing the movie. Uh, And James Gunn is, I mean, we know his work, obviously, with Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, The Suicide Squad, it certainly seems like he's trying to make them into his version of the Guardians of the Galaxy, or the DC version of the Guardians of the Galaxy, rather. And um, everything that we've heard from his side of things is that he was given full autonomy to do whatever he wanted with this movie that just make this as James Gunn, as Guardians as you want to make it. Um, you can use any DC character you want. Um, you can, you know, you can bl- kill anybody you want uh, as a part of the Suicide Squad, um, including Harley Quinn. So, it, it, you know, it, that with that being said, which I don't know if I believe all that, <laughs> we'll see once the movie's out, and if Harley Quinn makes it by, to the end of the movie, I'm going to be like, yeah, Warner Brothers told him don't do that. But... <laughs> um. But with that being said, um, it, you know, with all those parameters in play, that seemed like a recipe for an excellent Suicide Squad movie. So it's not a it's it's not a shock only because it's James Gunn. Anyone else making this movie, uh, man, anyone else? But a lot of other people making this movie, I would have been a lot a, a lot more skeptical. Um, but letting James Gunn be James Gunn, which is what I think Marvel did with Guardians One, um, typically is a is is a is a recipe for success. So, um, yeah, it's super exciting. Um, and you know, speaking of lawsuits, a lot of people speculating that we may be getting a David Ayer lawsuit against Warner Brothers because he's been he's been talking really spicy on social media the past few weeks about just how he feels railroaded by the studio um, with what they did to his movie. He claims, you know, there was no quote unquote radio radio music. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, there's been a lot of people, you know, talking about David Ayer's version of Suicide Squad. Me personally, I'm done with that movie. Um, I could care less about it. I couldn't care less about it. Uh, and I think there is a little bit of, in his mind, probably trepidation because I think he knows. And I think a lot of the feeling, a lot of the talk has been about, you know, look, this movie is going to be spectacular. For the people that have seen it and said this this movie is spectacular and it's not going to make David Ayer look good because it's going to be so terrible. It's going to make that movie look so terrible in comparison. Uh, so that is, thats that's got to be unfortunate for yeah. him. Yeah,
0: and I'll be honest. I, I, I want to give a shout-out to David Ayer um, because... Oh. And I know that maybe this sounds surprising. It sounds like I already surprised him too. But for better or for worse, we know that movie was greatly altered. Whether or not it was something that he liked something he didn't like i'm not really gonna get into that but i will say i know this has to be a very difficult time for him um because we know this movie is about to just i mean it looks like it sounds like it hit a grand slam and um we know just how people felt about that other movie and just from him i'm just thinking i don't know i feel like you know i'm just trying to think of people in terms of how they feel their mental health things like that and you see him being very animated regarding you know what happened with him? Given now all this great buzz for the Suicide Squad, I just hope he's doing okay. And I, I know this is not going to be an easy time for him. He, I don't think he made the greatest Suicide Squad movie. I'm not sure it would have been the greatest, regardless of whether or not there was this Warner, meet Warner Brothers intervention. But nonetheless, I just hope that he's able to kind of take this situation and, and and um and and like you know understand that it's not. Hopefully, he just. I just hope he's doing alright. Let me just leave it that way at that. I know this can't be easy for him.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, yeah. I mean, Ayer, um, I mean, I don't know. I'm I don't dislike David Ayer's movies. I've seen his other work and I know I know he's a quality director. Right. So, you know, I don't know what happened with Suicide Squad. I know he had very little time to make it. Mm-hmm. Um there's still a lot of fans of his work, you know, that want his quote unquote cut. Uh, to come out. So, I mean, I guess we'll see what happens with that. Um, uh, for for this movie, for this Suicide Squad movie, I know I'm not surprised at all, uh, personally, that it's getting such high praise from critics. Um, I mean, this seems like... I remember when we first heard about this movie and we heard that James Gunn was doing it. I think we all had a very positive reaction to that. Um, I mean, this type of movie seems like it was made for James Gunn. So, yeah. um, so yeah, it's not a surprise for me at all. from From the reactions, from what people were saying, just the early reactions, you know, and even the reactions that I seen from people I follow on online, other re- reviewers, and, and people I follow online. I mean, it seems like it's gonna be bonkers, which is a, which is what James Gunn is known for. So, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I mean, I'm sure we'll have a review next time we do a show. Since it's coming out this week. Right. So, yeah. I'm just excited. It just gets me more hyped for it. Yeah,
0: I, I like a little sentiments, man. I mean, I think we all felt like Gunn was just a perfect fit for the Suicide Squad. In some ways, maybe, that maybe Air wasn't. And I would argue Zack Snyder wasn't as well, if I'm being honest. I think you kind of throw him in the mix as well because at the end of the day, this was also his vision for the universe. And... It, it just seemed like it wasn't necessarily driving what at least the fans wanted it at that time. Could that movie come out today? And maybe receive. Could that uh, vision be come out today and be better received? Maybe. I mean, it seems like the Snyder Cut was received much better than any other that Snyder did before. So maybe it just was the timing wasn't right for what they were trying to do. But either way, um, we knew that, uh, that 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 gun just had a a a perfect kind of eye and ear for why for directing and writing for these kind of oddball characters because of his uh, a previous work and when a guy like Gunn gets to be gets to have the freedom that he claims that he got with this you you felt like it was probably going to be really great and i kind of thought the fact that he was taking so many oddball characters was going to even make it better um because whatever that studio stuff you come in with with oh you got to make sure you take care of this person and you know do this like you know it's like we talked about with the with the something like taskmaster in the in the black widow movie where it's like oh we got to throw in taskmaster somehow like and how you make that work like it seems like Gunn just did stuff that only would have worked for his movie so therefore the result is probably going to become a lot more well received than any, any, not just Black of any movie where you're you're forced to kind of use characters that don't fit with what you're trying to do, but trying to make it work for the sake of the company, that doesn't seem to be what happened here. But lo and behold, it sounds like you might have gotten a much better project. Had then had Warner Brothers come in and or DC Kim in and say, hey, we need you to put in you know Deathstroke or something like that. So I'm excited to see this man. Uh, the cast is incredible. The fact that also you know what tells me something too is that when a cast this strong gets behind playing some of these. Again, oddball characters. Like, you're just Elba playing Bloodsport and John Cena playing Peacemaker. I'm sure, you know, they'll say, hey, John Cena, you want to do a TV show? That'll help you. want to do Peacemaker. But even then, like, you got stars like that coming on to play characters like that. That tells me a lot about what they thought of whatever was pitched to them in regards to the script and what the story is going to be about. So that, that, um, that leaves me excited, man. I cannot wait to this, see this movie when it comes out later this week. Also coming out soon is uh, the What If Project from uh, Marvel that's going to be streaming on Disney Plus. That uh, debuts on August 11th, and some people have gotten to see this project. And right now, once again, the reception is overwhelmingly positive for this. I want to uh, target uh, Eric Davis here from uh, Rotten Tomatoes. He put out that quote: "I've watched the first few episodes of Marvel's What If, and I'm hooked." Each episode is better than the last, with the third being my favorite. Love how they take a story we know by heart and twist it in all kinds of ways. It's like the MCU's Twilight Zone. Weird, wild, good, fun. Also, uh, tweeting, Grace Randolph wrote, I've seen the first three episodes of What If from Marvel for Disney+. Plus. Action is in all capital letters. Mind-blowing, as are the twists. You'll definitely want to watch them when it drops. Love everyone, but fave characters so far Captain Carter and T'Challa as Star-Lord. We also had uh, Tessa Smith from Mama's Geeky saying, Marvel throws us headfirst into the multiverse with what if. It's incredible. There is stunning animation and shocking twists. One choice can change everything, and the possibilities are endless. If the first three episodes are any indication, this show is going to be wild. So, yeah, that's pretty much a good kind of feel for just what people are saying about this project, Sham. Um... I'll pose the same question I asked before. Are you surprised at this overwhelmingly positive reception to what if? Because, you know, we know how much we love animated content, whether it be, you know, animated superhero movies or animated superhero TV shows. But we also know how sometimes, you know, those get kind of neglected by like the big, quote unquote, reporters and writers and things like that. Or the big, quote unquote, commentators when it comes to the superhero medium, uh, because they're animation. I know this is a lot different because this is Marvel Studios and now it's you know multiverse is involved and Kevin is behind it, but still, it's kind of crazy to see these people reacting to this animated series with this kind of uh, praise. Are you surprised that uh, that this, this reception as well has been overwhelmingly positive?
1: Um, honestly, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'm okay. I'm pretty shocked. Um, yeah, so this caught me off guard. I mean, I was expecting what if like Loki. Uh, yeah, just like Loki, you know, shot well, I mean a lot of curly. Um get shot, yeah, I mean I don't know. I mean it's, it it's pretty shocking, you know. Um I mean it's kind of uh I mean I had expected positive reactions. I wasn't expecting negative reactions. You know, I wasn't expecting people to hate it. You know, I wasn't expecting people to talk bad about it. I wasn't expecting people to use terms like groundbreaking and you know other kinds of you know thing, things to, to make it seem like this is this is truly like something we've never seen before. And, I've, and I'm someone that has mixed feelings about like the 3D animation that a lot of these companies are doing nowadays. But this yes. is not the first time we've seen it, and this isn't the first time I've seen it done well. So you know, for people to say it's so amazing shout out is Tron is know, <laughs> 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 <I don't laughs> shout out Tron Legacy. Um, but for for people to say it's so amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty shocking. Shout out Spider-Man and TV. Um, <laughs> nah, 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 they don't get a shout out. Um, But yeah, it's pretty shocking. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm expecting it to be good. But, I mean, honestly, I, I'm skeptical of if it's... Quite as good as people are saying. Wow! I mean, we've—I I mean, we've heard people. I mean, we've heard plenty of people. going people. As far as skepticism, wow! Demarcus, like, um, Man, I remember when Demarcus' cousin said, "Fantastic Four. <laughs> <laughs> Go check it out. Great yeah. movie. And, and look, when I say skepti- skeptical, I don't mean I'm skeptical of it being good. I'm sure it'll be very good. Honestly, that's what I expect. Hmm. Uh, but I mean, I feel like people's heads are kind of exploding right now. What if, at least based on what I'm hearing from, do you the, think the, the statements that are being so? Said. Uh, what
2: I'll ask you is this: Do you think it's Marvel? you think it's a little bit of, like, you know, Marvel momentum coming off Loki, coming off all of the great Disney Plus stuff, coming off Black Widow? you think it's a little bit of Marvel excitement where now it's just, like, you know, you see the thing early, you're getting an
1: early viewing, early showing, and you just, this is awesome. I think it's, I think it's a mix of a lot of things. I think it's, I think it's Marvel excitement, I think it's Disney Plus. Because we excitement. had
2: that excitement going into the Iron Fist panel, man. At, at Comic-Con a couple years ago, we were coming off. You know, the yeah, Jessica exactly.
1: Jones and, and yep. Daredevil, and 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 I mean, I, I don't think something like that's gonna happen. <laughs> but like, I think it's a lot of things. I think it's Marvel right. excitement. I think it's uh, Disney Plus excitement, and I think it's Disney Disney is Marvel Cinematic Universe animation excitement. Right. I I'm also skeptical of this being the best Marvel animated stuff that we see, or the best. Uh, superhero animated stuff that we see. Mm-hmm. There have been great, plenty of great. I mean, Young Justice is still going on. That yeah. is setting bar. I'm, I'm, right? I'm still watching Invincible, but Invincible is Invincible hard, man. Is hard. Setting a bar, right? I mean, there's other animated superhero content that is setting a very high bar. Yeah. And people are saying, talking about what if, like it's just blowing that stuff out of the water, and I'm <laughs> very, I'm very skeptical of that. So we'll see. You know, I, I'm you know we'll see how it is. I'm sure it'll be good, but. <laughs> You know, we'll see if it's this like kind of truly groundbreaking uh, thing that people are saying it is. I feel like that that's a bit hyperbole. I'm sure it'll be good.
0: Okay, Kendall, do you, uh, do, you do you share those sentiments that or, or that maybe this is being a little overblown? The the praise that we're seeing for What If?
2: Demarcus Cousins tweeted in 2015. Just watched at Fantastic Four. <laughs> Everyone got to check it out this weekend. Hashtag <laughs> Michael B. Jordan. Hashtag Fantastic Four. Just had to point that out. It's also funny because the at Fantastic Four Twitter account is now the Twitter account for the Marvel Studios movie, which is funny if you click on it. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, what if is it's a little surprising. I wouldn't say the reaction is surprising because, um, I, you know, I stopped being surprised, uh, after WandaVision, after Falcon Winter Soldier, after Loki, um, you know, I feel like you don't do something like this unless it's a really good idea. You know, you know, Marvel Studios isn't doing their first animated series unless it's a really good idea. Um, what's interesting to me about what if I think the most surprising thing about what I heard um, from all these reactions is is the talk about shocking twists and, you know, things you won't expect. That, to me, is what gets me most most excited because I kind of assumed this would be, you know, pretty standard, pretty, you know. All right, you know, Captain America but, you know, instead it's, you know, Captain Carter And, you know, like I didn't think it was going to be like thing I didn't think it was going to be too, too many shockers and too many um, you know, OMG moments in this in this show, but it sounds like there are. Um, what I'm most excited to see based off all of the trailers and, and things of that we've seen is like just how like how many episodes we're going to get cuz I don't know the exact number. I forgot what the exact number is, but I already heard someone say that, you know, Chadwick Boseman is going to play T'Challa in, I think, like, four different, three or four different episodes, you know, and it's not going to be the same story, I would assume. So, um, you know, we've seen a lot of the, you know, T'Challa Star-Lord, which I'm still a little kind of like, you know, where, where, what, what's the deal with, why does T'Challa need to be Star-Lord? Like, no. what, what's going to be special about it? And that's, and
1: that's what I mean when I say, like, is that going to be better than, like, Young Justice? No. I mean, the
2: word is that. I mean, someone someone said that the episodes get say, better and better.
1: That. Someone said the episodes are going to get
2: better and better. Like, the Captain Carter one, I believe, the first yeah. one. I believe the child maybe the second. I don't know what the third one is. But someone said it gets progressively better and better, um, which is interesting. But, um, yeah, no, nah, it's definitely exciting because this is a show that I expected to be sort of filler until I saw Loki. And I realized, you know, I think this is going to be a lot more canon than we expect. Um, you know, Jeffrey Wright, uh, who i you know, I'm glad he's not suing uh Disney for putting this on Disney Plus, but
1: <laughs>
2: but you know, <laughs> so Jeffrey good. Wright is uh you don't cast Jeffrey Wright to um to play the Watcher just to just to be the voice. I mean maybe you do, but I don't I wouldn't be shocked if Jeffrey Wright ends up playing the Watcher in a live action form. Mm. And you know, I, there is a little bit of rumor out there, I believe. I want to, you know, I believe it was Skylar Schuler and Diz, Diz Insider. They they speculated and they may have heard that, uh, they heard a rumor that Captain Carter may actually be in Doctor Strange, that Haley Atwell may be in Doctor Strange as Captain Carter. So yeah. um, this seems to be a bigger show than I think we expected and what, what we expected when we heard uh, of its inception. Um you know, a few years back, but yeah, no, this is, uh, I'm excited because I, I think we'll be, I, I mean, we won't be surprised now cause we've already heard it's good, but I think we'll be, I think our, our, our hype levels, we've kind of assumed that, you know, this period in between, uh, Shang-Chi and, you know, Eternals and Miss Marvel and Hawkeye would be a little bit of a, a lull, uh, now that we're done with Loki and all that. And it may not be, you know, this may be,
0: you know, this
2: may be another huge period for the MCU.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, we've talked about Marvel and it's neglect of animated content. And maybe that's, maybe that's harsh. Cause I know, I know they've done, they've been doing stuff on Disney plus. I know they did the, you know, secret warriors rising series. I don't want to make it sound like they're just doing nothing, but you know, it seemed like whatever peak they hit at other points in time, we seem just so far removed from that when it comes to just the quality and the promotion of their animated content, so this is a, a the biggest plan they've ever done, quite frankly, um, to get to to connect it to the movie. So I would I'm not I would say I'm not that surprised the uh, reception is overwhelming because I think that do you you got to make people care and make people you know interested in pursuing something like this. I mean, look, we've seen the shows in Mar on the Marvel Disney Plus side. You're talking about again, Wandavision. You know, we see the Scarlet you know, WandaVision you know, Wanda Maximoff become the Scarlet Witch, you know, Captain America uh being becoming Sam Wilson in the Falcon and Winter Soldier uh series. And of course we saw the massive stuff that went on with Loki and, and, and the Kang the Conqueror development. So they've set a pretty decent um, precedent that man's big stuff happens on Disney Plus. You gotta watch these series. So it would be weird to just mix in an animated series that had zero stakes or zero. Just, I, I like it, it. Just we, it, I think we all kind of were expecting a major dip, but to be honest, like it would be kind of weird for there to be this major dip in quality and in substance, um, given what they've established already. Now, would I have been surprised if there was? I mean, not really, but I think hearing that they, they seem to have taken this project as seriously as perhaps even these other live action shows is definitely welcome news to me and it just makes me more excited to see just how can a show that's a that's all about hypotheticals be so gripping and so engaging and so important I, I think we we're starting to kind of maybe understand why after what happened with Loki but um but kind of getting those answers more clear-cut uh, I can't wait for August 11th soon enough to see uh, what, what goes with that um, I do want to move on now and talk about the black panther movie so this movie seems like they're just kind of getting their pre-production stuff ready to go and videos were shared of the throne room for the film black panther wakanda forever and in the throne room there are some words that are in a memorial uh that that, are, that, that make up some kind of a memorial and because wakandan is actually a a language that can be translated. Um, given there's been books, you know, put out about the Wakanda language, people have actually been able to 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 translate some of these words, and they read "rest in power," "rest in power," "King T'Challa," "our hero." It was an honor, Wakanda forever. These all seem to be what appear to be uh, nods to the T'Challa character dying in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We of course. We're saddened to have the loss of Chadwick Boseman, the actor who played T'Challa on the base screen for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, starting with Captain America: Civil War, and of course the title movie Black Panther, and other Avenger movies after that. Um, we we've not known what they were going to do with T'Challa. No, a death seemed certainly very possible, um, maybe even likely to some people given that, you know, they said they would not be recasting the character, and we knew, obviously, we were, we we're unfortunately no longer, Chadwick's no longer with us. But now that you see the first hints of, of what they're going to do, Kendall, what do you make of uh, of, this, of this, of these details? Um, yeah, no doubt. It, it's definitely still a
2: sad situation. Um, you know, uh, this is uh, they, they've been very quiet, obviously, about this movie, and, you know, um, been a it, it, there's still a lot of uh, a lot of secrecy in in what we're actually going to get in this movie. Um, and I think some of it I don't think it's intentional uh, intentional secrecy. I don't think it's like them trying to you know build hype as much as it is. Uh, according to Angela Bassett, she talked about how there's been they've thrown out four or five scripts already, you know, and they still they're still trying to figure out what the story is. Um, you know, I. I it's not it's not a shock that that they've uh, that they've gone this route with with the Um You mentioned it uh, once they decided not to recast, um, the options became pretty thin. You know, of course there were people talking, oh maybe you know, he ends up in a different universe or you know something you know kind of wacky with the story. But I feel like I feel like they didn't want I feel like they want this the moment to have emotional weight because it's gonna have emotional weight for the audience regardless of what you do. You know, Chadwick Boseman's, um, you know, is his, the the lack of his presence is going to have going to hold weight regardless of what the story is. So, you know, it'd probably be better off for the movie to include that um, uh, from a story perspective. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what route they will go in in terms of that's really going to be the question is how do you handle um, the death of T'Challa? in the story um you know do you do off screen you know do you try to do a, a, a what was it rise of skywalker or last jedi which one was it, last jedi yeah or the no, world rise, rise of skywalker, skywalker yeah. where we had leia you know and they tried to use the the footage um that was kind of definitely kind of an awkward yeah, thing very, for the movie awkward. yeah um you know i, I don't know you know, there really is no right answer until you see the movie. But because um, I don't know what they're capable of, but do you do an all-screen? Do you do a Black Panther fight scene in in a in, you know in costume, or is that do you consider that some version of CGI, where you don't want to have some guy in a costume be you know you, you know losing in a fight to Namor or something like that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know that that all that is, is is that has to be in play if you're Marvel.
1: Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. I mean. It is, I mean, I echo Kendall's sentiments. It really just reminds me how sad kind of this whole situation is. And how sad, quite frankly, the movie is going to be. Uh, Which I don't know how... um, I don't know how that's going to be received. In terms of people wanting to go see that. I don't want to go see T'Challa die. Or to see, you know... 20, 30 minutes of them mourning T'Challa's death. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I, I mean, um, and I don't know if that sounds callous. I hope it doesn't. And it's not to say that, I mean, I I mean, I mean, would still go see it and I would still enjoy it. But <laughs> I'm right. just saying, I don't know how many other people would. People right. that are not comic fans or necessarily Chadwick Boseman fans. Right. You know, even though they may think what happened to him is tragic, is tragic. you know, are they going to go want to see that opening weekend, you know? So, I mean, I don't know. Right. How do you quote unquote sell the movie? Yeah, you know, you know? Mm-hmm. it 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 goes back to how our question of how are they going to, um, I mean, what are they going to do with this? Like you said, are are we going to get like a, a different like who's going to be Black Panther? Look, this goes to what
2: EJ's been saying. Right. Is I just really I just hope that they don't string us along, you know. Right. I hope they don't they don't make that into a, you know, you know, battle for the cow. Who's going to be Black Panther? You know, let's find I mean, out.
0: I feel, I feel like I, might, could, I feel like at that at least a I, I i it feels i the feeling i get is that we're we're heading in that direction right
1: um i'd be shocked if that didn't that wasn't at least a subplot
0: right yeah i, I don't think it will be a thing where it's settled somebody has a mantle of black panther in the trailer uh, <laughs> right. not even in the trailers but like that's yeah, something that's gonna be settled in the first 20 30 minutes I, I think that yeah there's a chance that this is something that's gonna play out and by it It won't be until the final act where we see who the Black Panther is. But I will say, you know, in some ways I kind of feel like it's a little weird, but I think Falcon and Winter Soldier in some ways did give them a little bit of a roadmap of how to make that, do that effectively. Um, You know, of course, they had it by having a Captain America around, just he was a Captain America who was very, just very hard to like. But also, um, on the flip side, was also very like very good in terms of like just the, the performance, you know, and then the character that we wanted to see moving forward, but it kinda kept the whole, okay, we don't have a Captain America thing at bay because we technically did. You now, I don't know if that's something Marvel would want to do similarly with Black Panther by right? having someone initially at the jump and maybe maybe the person who ends up still being Black Panther by the end is not who we start with in we the beginning. Yeah. Uh but but at least you kinda the feeling that this movie is called Black Panther and all of that, it will still make sense given Someone is Black Panther for a majority, even if it's not the person who will be it moving forward. Um, Yeah, I mean, look, I, I've been, I, I will say I'm, I don't know how I feel about this. I mean, you know me, I, I've gone with the theory that I thought made the most sense, which is I thought that you would, um, you wouldn't necessarily recast T'Challa, or at the very least you would open it up to recasting by changing, you know, possibly sending him into a different dimension, especially now that you have all the stuff with timelines and bring having the opportunity to maybe bring him back with a younger storm down the line. So yeah, maybe you're quote unquote recasting the character but you're not recasting the child the child we knew with shall we both me you're, tra- you're casting someone who's much younger and who will eventually become the child from Marvel moving forward. That's how I would have done it. I don't know if I'd want to just straight out kill the character. And because I think it, it leads you to these uh questions that Kendall has okay are we we going to see the T'Challa die in action how does he die like you know it it's just very it's gonna be like it's gonna be hard to like stomach like like to child losing in battle to to somebody like anybody like I feel like if he's gonna lose die in battle has to die like through doing something crazy heroic or something like that like we don't want to see that happen or hear that happen. Well, we see it happen? Will it just be something, again, that they handle off-screen? How will that work? It's he, it's such a... I mean, you know, it's a terrible situation because of Chadwick's passing. Um, one, just because he seemed like a great human, and we lost him on this earth. And then when it comes to just this film, because the character is so iconic and so massive, like, like how do you handle his death without having that actor around to portray it? Like, it's just... It doesn't feel like there are any good answers, so I, I, I'll be very curious to see how we do that. And then my last thing on this is just, you know, I said it before and I'll say it again. Like, will this situation with the T'Challa death kind of take the oxygen out of the room when it comes to introducing someone like Namor, if that is indeed where we're headed, which all, all signs point to that's where we're headed? You know, it's, I think that's something that I so, think is and yeah. how do you balance that too? How do you be tasteful? You know, because you know it's a weird analogy, but you know we like to do wrestling analogies. Like it to me you know, Namor is gonna have to play heel here, but but given how the child, you know, given that Charlie Bozeman died, and like I just wonder how they're gonna play that. Like I think there's, and I'm sure if anybody that can do it right and do it with class, it's obviously Ryan Kugler deserve directing this, but I think that's a pretty slippery slope you have there with how much you had someone turn true, true. super heel against the Wakandans and against the new Black Panther, or if that person's even connected to the child's death, how, you know, it, in some ways, they, they get automatic heat, but it's like, how much heat do you want them to get? Like, it could be really... If, a, done, if if not done well, it could come across very tasteless, and I just think it's a, it's a very fine line and they're doing they're introducing yeah, yeah. a massive marvel character it's almost like i it feels risky to even put namor in this kind of situation yeah. that we're in not to say if that i'm I mean, to guess, you don't do it but it's it's just it's just something that they, gotta del- they gotta be delicate with if i'm going to guess i'm gonna guess that
2: it'll be all screen there'll be an all-screen death at the beginning of the movie that we don't see do you um, think it'll
0: have anything to do with to shot like like namor
2: uh, I think there will be some story aspects. I don't think it'll be completely. I could be wrong about that. I'm not. Do you think he's packing? Do you think he's packing up the child? Like, like. right. And it, I, I'm I'm fairly confident and willing to predict that it'll be some that the movie will start out with the child's death. Just from a pacing standpoint, I there's just so much that comes with that that you can't put that in the middle or even the you know 20 minutes into the movie. Like, I feel like that's gotta be like, the first or second scene. Um, I think that I would venture to guess that the the Atlanteans will, that story will play in somehow. Look, I don't know. It may be, like, a hijinks. Like, there was some early stuff about Doctor Doom maybe maybe being in the movie. Like, you know, it may be a situation where he's pulling the strings, but the Atlanteans got fooled on something. I don't know. I can't tell you what the story is because this movie is so secret right now. Um, But, you know, we know we just got the casting of Uh, um, Michael Coella or Michelle Coella, uh, who is also added to this cast, and you know, obviously the first person people throw out there is Storm. Does not sound like she's going to be Storm from what the insiders are, are hearing. But, um, I I will, um, I will say that the other elephant in the room right now is there has been not one drip. Of leak or speculation about who is going to be the next Black Panther, it's been radio silent. Yeah. Um. And credit to Marvel, uh, because, <laughs> you know, it, I, to me this feel that feels like a secret that probably is like only three or four people at Disney even know. For me, you know, like I don't think that it, I don't think that a lot of people even know. Maybe even on the movie who the next Black Panther is, but eventually more people are going to have to know. Yeah, just because filming, the filming, movie. yeah, filming the movie things of that nature. Um, but my guess as of right now is that it'll be um, Nakia. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, that's where I would lean personally. But but I but I don't know. It could be, it could be Co-Monker. I mean, co Monger is still a you know somebody that is still a possibility. But the way Michael B. Jordan was talking about the movie recently, it didn't seem like. Mm-hmm. You know, he knew that there was like something coming. You know, he seemed like he didn't even know if he was in it. You know, he couldn't really
0: talk about it. But, um, but right now I would lean
2: it, it being Nikita.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. you know how I feel about the Killmonger. I just think, he, I know he has his fans, and he was a great villain. But I want to get stress He was a villain. Like the turned him to make him the Black Panther, a hero, a a, a you know a a virtuous person and figure. Did was there enough work done on his part to get to that point? Uh, I don't know. I have to. They have to make me see that to believe that. I mean, you know, because this guy yeah, he, he's you know, he's the villain like, again. Yeah, and then his argument about oh, is he? Uh, you know, why is he doing this? I've seen so many different like people. Of course, in this day and age, like people have beef with almost everything. So I know people have had beasts with like his portrayal of that villain and some of the things he does in the movie. And my my response is well, he's a bil- villain. At the end of the day, he, yes, he may have some points, quote unquote, but he's still a villain. So he's gonna do villainous things like you know shoot his girlfriend and you know put his hands on women. Like this is this is who he is. So again, I say that to say, do I want to admit that guy the Black Panther without having the character development necessary to, to make that believable? I would lean towards no. And I think I probably agree with kind of. I think that Nikkei in this world of variants, the, the, the most likely. Oh, well be that's a fair point. I didn't think about that too. I know that's a that's a
2: we know that Killmonger
0: was, he- was
2: featured heavily in the last what if trailer.
0: Yeah. And it's tell you what, man, like if there's mm-hmm. if there's a, a what it, there's a killmonger variant that is picked up by uh T'Chaka and isn't just left in Oakland, California. I mean, that story writes itself right there. You know? Yeah. You now the question is how's that yeah. Kill, how is that person then Come to this world and become our Black Panther but with the, the stuff with the multiverse and what's happening, Doctor Strange, everything, that all that stuff just seems to be like everything seems to be possible, you know, how I don't know but it seems like that's all stuff that can be figured out uh, last thing for uh, today we're going to talk about uh, some news about Blue Beal, so this was first reported by The Rat um, Cola Maradueno is reportedly in talks to play Jaime Reyes, uh, the Black Be- oh, excuse me, the uh, the the Blue Beetle character in the HBO movie HBO Max movie uh, Blue Beetle. He of course a star from Cobra Kai, which is a spinoff of the Karate Kid franchise. I've not seen the Karate Kid, uh, excuse me, I've seen the Karate Kid. I've not seen um, the Cobra Kai series, though I know it is very highly regarded. I did get to watch uh, uh, Angel Manuel Soto's uh, movie, Charm City Kings, which is just absolutely fabulous on HBO Max. So I'm very excited. He's, of course, the director of the film. So I'm very excited for his work. Um, I and mean, I'm excited to see what this kid's got. I don't know. Has anybody watched uh, any, any of Cobra Kai at
1: any point? No, I have not. <laughs> he's probably quick. i mean i haven't i'm just being honest <laughs> I mean, I question.
2: um i have not watched any cobra guy so uh i don't think any of us are, are going to be experts um i don't know if you guys have his filmography maybe using something else that that we may have seen but um just he's by the looks of it also he's speak, only
0: 28 uh, also he's only 20 years old by the way okay
2: yeah he's only he's only 20 i mean he can play uh jaime reyes no doubt um I'm I'm excited for the I'm excited for the movie. Um you know, and I, I look I think it I think it'll be good and you know, I look the the HBO Max thing, we, we we talked about it uh a couple times on this show. Um wish it would have been a theatrical release. Uh glad he's not suing the movie he's not glad he's not suing Warner Brothers, but um,
1: you know this <laughs> this is, this is just gonna be an ongoing thing. Yeah, it's going to be a running joke, man. No, I mean, it is what it is, man. People out here, (laughs) these actors in Hollywood.
2: But, you know, I I wish it was at the actual release, um, you know, because this is going to be a big deal. And I think this is going to do well. Hopefully, just as long as it has a budget, because, you know, I feel like the, at least the modern Blue Beetle is going to need a little bit of a budget. Hopefully, it's not a C.W. Berlanti budget, but if it is, you know, I think this will do well. I think it will sell well from a, you know, from a marketing standpoint.
1: Mm. Yeah um yeah i mean this is this is is i think this is going to do well um uh, blue beetle is i think blue beetle is an awesome hero um and, and i i have not seen um uh this actor's uh work but uh just in looking up him up i apparently has a couple of voice acting roles he's victor, victor Valentino Valentino. here man um Though I he's not Victor or Valentine. Yeah, Valen, so I would, no. not would notice, I like. wouldn't know who he is. <laughs> but um uh, you know, he's he's also in a show Space. guess That's he's an was, ongoing he was, show. Yeah,
0: he was in the show Parenthood for a while as a young kid,
1: um from twenty twelve to He was in Twin Peaks apparently though. I, I don't know for how long. It seems like that was a episodic. He's had a couple of episodic appearances in random yeah. shows. <laughs> um, this Is the big break? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I haven't seen him in Cobra Kai. That's been where he's, it seems to be where he's been featured the most, and also in animated stuff. But, um, but, I mean, this, this, uh, but this project, I think is just, um, you know, I think this could be really transformative and exciting. Um, I feel like, uh, you know, I feel like we're still waiting for that kind of big like uh Latino um hero or Latina hero yeah, we yeah, almost uh, you know I, we almost had a ghost Rider. I, and then yeah I mean yeah was, you know ghost Rider. <laughs> um and that even that was awesome but it was great but you know we're I feel like we we still haven't had it yet so you know that would that is something that's that still hasn't been hasn't been done um and I think that I don't know. I mean, I think this this could be a huge role for him. I think uh, so. It, I'm excited yeah. to see it. And it's funny you mentioned the uh, you know the
0: the the time is now and and we're overdue for you know the the Latino representation when it comes to a big Latino project centered Latino centered project superhero project. And to me, yeah. I you know I don't I don't. I'm definitely not. I don't want to sound like I'm putting, I'm pitting, you know, Latinos against each other, but I do feel like it will be interesting because I feel like this movie, well, it's going to come out after The Flash, but I am curious. I feel like the first major Latino or Latina or Latinx, however you want to refer to it, um, superhero will see in a primary, in a big movie, will be, you know, Sasha Kaye playing Supergirl. And I do wonder. How much of the, the impact, other one? How much of an impact that will be compared to, you know, Jaime Reyes, uh, Blue Beetle, which is a a character who is Hispanic and Latino in the comic books and in all media that's always been Latino, compared to like a Calle who is playing an alien, who has been portrayed as white though they are an alien, making that person Latino. Will that have the same impact? as a Jaime Reyes. I don't think it would, but then it's weird that something like uh, Blue Beetle's being put on HBO Max, and I kind of wonder if that actually limits the impact they could potentially have. You know me, I am staunchly against putting Blue Beetle in uh, on HBO Max, and we just learned that Leslie, uh, that that the young woman, Leslie, um, I, can't, I can't forget her last name, who's playing uh, Batgirl, uh, who's in... um. The yes. Heights in the Heights. Um, forgive me, I'm forgetting her name right. Leslie Grace. Uh no, not Leslie Grace. Um why can't I remember her name? This is driving me crazy. Am yeah, I right? Grace. Yeah, Leslie Grace. Yeah, I got it right. Sorry. Leslie yeah. Grace, um, who's just cast to play Batgirl, you know, again, Latina character, uh personal color, this movie being in the quote unquote risky project that has to go to HBO Max. You know, <laughs> yes. Warner Brothers really has to consider how that looks. You know, that Batgirl casting was very competitive from the names I saw. It seemed like Grace was maybe the only POC that was kind of in the finals of that running. So now you got a static shot. We know that's a black character, blue beetle. We know that's a, a Latino character. They've made Batgirl a Latina character. Though it sounds like J.K. Simmons may still be Commissioner Gordon. So that actually be pretty interesting. how they yeah, I'm confused. That out. Uh-huh. I, mean, I mean, it's not, you know. It's not impossible. I'm just no, it, yeah. Right. I mean, it's it, to me, it's just, you know. You know okay, I'm the, confused also. The Barbara Sr. Like, or, or you know however they're doing. I don't know. That's if they, the, that's the gonna... Zack Snyder-verse.
2: Like, what? I don't know.
0: Well, to me, it's very clear. It's just going to be that, you know, Commissioner Gordon's wife is going to be a Latino woman or a black woman or something like that. That's, and that's
2: not, one. yeah, that's, that's not controversial. It's just that they're, uh, they're, are they going to be continuing Snyder's
0: is Snyder producer? Well, yeah, him? that's, that's a whole nother that's conversation. That's the part that's like
2: throwing me off. Well, yeah. Um,
0: but I will say the one, uh, but the I just, other... just, real quickly though, the only thing I just want to say is that there's a picture that's being painted here that could look very suspect. And it's like, well, if you want to be, uh, a black person or a person of color, you know, on the base screen, you gotta put on the S, <laughs> be a be a Superman or uh, be a Supergirl, and these other heroes who are actually Black and Latino, or even a smaller hero like a backer who is they're portraying as a Black character, those aren't good enough. You know, DC has to really be careful how that looks. Yeah, the other the other character uh, that'll actually be before
2: Supergirl, uh, we'll see see out we'll, what 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 what. Uh what level they're they're actually in the movie, but uh Sochi Gomez is playing America Chavez. So we'll see um that we'll is see interesting. what her role will be and that'll be interesting as well. Yeah. Um really quickly, uh did you guys see that that Michael B. Jordan's actually also working on his own Black Superman. Yeah. 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 Won't it be the uh, HBO Max as a limited series? Uh that'll be Valzad and not yeah. Kent. Um it, this is strangest to me you know the idea that we're getting that we've got two uh two black superman um you know yeah i mean it's twenty twenty one you
0: know what a time to be alive but <laughs> but i mean this i mean i'll be let like, me i'm a i'm just I, gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna go beyond just this is strange this is stupid yeah, i'm gonna just be i'm gonna be that hundred this is yeah, this yeah. is stupid the val Zod character is supposed to be, is supposed to be the spin and the twist on what if that's a Superman, the black man, man. a Superman was black and what would that be like? What would that do? They decided for whatever reason that Cal L they wanted to make him black. That's fine. You know, some people argue it's not fine, but to me, I think to us, for the most part, that's fine. It's not how we would do it, but whatever. There's nothing fundamentally wrong with someone doing it for someone like Kal El. To then say, okay, well, now we're gonna have another Black Superman, but like, it's so me Valzad. It's like, well, then what's the point of making the first Superman? Because if the, because if, if you're, if it's only just, if it's purely just representation, that's fine. But then you don't need this Valzad project. So again, what we had heard, we talked
2: about this, uh, you know, a month or two ago. But what I what I've heard about the the nehisi Coats, uh. J.J. Abrams project, that, that one sounds like it's going to be more of a period piece, more of a, you know, Jim Crow era, you know, s- South, you know, Superman.
0: Um, I don't know if that's what this is going to be. Uh, but my question, though, is so what, that, that, if, that, if that's the case, be... though, what is the point of having the idea that we want to make Superman black because we want to show how the Superman dynamic changes when it's a black man? What is the point of doing that with a L, regardless of what time he's in, and also doing Valzad? I don't see the point in doing both.
2: I, yeah, I yeah, I don't disagree. I mean, I know yeah, I know you're just presenting what they're
0: doing, but to me it just I think as no. I, I say it, it just seems <laughs> stupid. Like, yeah. do one or but, do and, the and
2: other. beyond that, like we also have uh we also have superman and lois you know which is on the cw so it's like so that we just have you know just a complete oversaturation of superman content even beyond the you know who's playing superman um like i mean there's rumor michael b jordan may actually just play him he may play valzad and now that overshadows whatever happens with the tanahisi coach version um uh, to me that this is this is strange. I'm not sure why you wouldn't just make one of them icon or, you know, someone else. Like, you know, why does why do we need why does it why do all of them have to be Superman? Like EJ mentioned. Like why, right, like,
0: You could do another need,
2: project. Yeah, just do another character. It no one is that I, I don't know about you, Shamari. I mean, look, me and Shmari we just finished Superman and Lois. Uh good for a season. We'll probably talk about it at some point. But um I'm not like super obsessed with like, you know, the, 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 the Superman ideals or the Superman powers or the Superman villain. I don't need three or four versions of Superman. Um, you know, I, I've never, I've never, you know, been like, I need not, I'm not me personally. I've never been like, you know, I've never dreamt about having a black Superman, but beyond that, certainly never dreamt about or even thought about oh yeah what if we have two you know and look i'm not i'm not gonna be the guy that's like you know there's been we had there's been two white superman or there's two white flashes you know it's not like it is what it is but all i know is that this superman character isn't typically black and that you're doing that in part for the not i wouldn't say the shock value but you're doing it for the for that's part of the story and like ej mentioned that, that that's that's part of the story and that is the quote-unquote twist of this story and now you're doing it in two different stories so what's the other twist again maybe the other twist is that it's in the 1950s or one of them's in the 1950s and the other or the 1800s or whatever it's in whatever mm-hmm. time period it's in and the other one is present day but now we're now i feel like we're grasping for straws
1: yeah uh, I mean, how do you feel Shamar? yeah i mean it's a bit much you know it's, it's a bit much um I mean, I, I, I mean, this is just you guys know how I feel. I don't really need. I want more original black characters. Facts. Uh, you know, so I'm, I'm with you, EJ. I don't really need a black Superman. I didn't grow up want, wanting a black Superman. I just want more black heroes. So that's why I think should be done. Um, so, yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I'm not. I was never really crazy about the whole black Superman concept, but I mean. I wouldn't go as far as to say this is dumb, but I agree it's kind of weird and it's unnecessary. Um, you know, I think making Calel black is is pretty unnecessary. Right. I I would say when there are alternatives, there are can, there are canon alter canonical yeah. alternatives uh to that to that. So yeah, it's kind of strange. So um I don't know. I'm interested to see Michael B. Jordan as a is he directing this? Uh, producing it. He's producing it. it. Yeah, he's very heavily involved in the creation of the film. So I'm, um I'm curious to see how that goes. And let me be clear though. Uh, I, sorry, go ahead, John. But, but yeah, overall, like, I I mean, it's kind of unnecessary. Um, so you know, he is doing static as well. Which is, Adam, static, static. I'm ecstatic about. I wish that was a series.
2: This is a limited series. I wish. I mean, I don't. I don't want Static to be limited, but I, I'd rather Static
0: be a series than a movie. Which I yeah, I know we've that we've before. That so. before. I, I still think it should be a movie. I just want to be clear though. I'm not against Michael B. Jordan doing Valzad in a vacuum at all. Uh, I'm excited he's doing this. I'm excited he's a part of this project. I my frustration comes with doing Valzad, who again, that's supposed to be the portrayal of what. What happened if Superman were to be black? And here is this character that is a black character that is Superman. Why do that, which is supposed to be the representation of this black character being Superman, and then also say, "Well, we're also going to make kal black," and it's like just because, like he's like that—that is the addition of it that makes it feel performative to me, that I find to be stupid. You know what I'm saying? It's not that Coates and 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 JJ can't do a great job. It's not that Michael B. Jordan can't do a great job. It's the feeling that, you know, we're in this climate that we're in. We're trying to be more attentive to these issues regarding representation in Hollywood. And then you're like, We're gonna do two we're gonna do two versions of the same character, but just one of them is not black, we're gonna make them black. The other one's actually black and we're gonna do them both at the same time. Like at certain point it just kinda you know it just kinda of just looks ridiculous. What I think happened is I think
2: warner brothers had the pitch from michael b jordan they had their meetings a while back um but then i think they also talked to jj J. abrams about doing a superman and about doing superman and i think eventually jj J. abrams joint went from being whatever whatever version of superman he's going to do to being a black superman character right and but michael b jordan's thing was also in the works and now that they, they decided you can't what are you going to do tell
0: michael b jordan nah
2: we're actually now nah, we're
0: done with that. I, mean, I do agree. I do agree with that. I think that somehow there were there were two pitches, and I feel like Michael, Michael Bees was probably first, and they probably told him we definitely want to do this. And then somehow they came up with the idea that they wanted JJ to do Superman. Oh, well, they've been pitching JJ for a while, and he kind right. of seemed He's to be, the, about he seemed to be kind of on the fence. He seemed to be kind of thinking about it. and At some point, there was from both sides deep intense motivation to do a Black Superman very soon. And they got the ball rolling very fast. I would argue, I mean, again, you know, a lot of this is politics. You know, you don't want to, you know, you know, ruin a reputation or ruin a relationship with two very powerful people in Hollywood, you know, like J.J. and like Michael B. Jordan, you know. So uh, I guess they're trying to do the best of both worlds here. But I think they kind of undercut both of them by moving them both along at the same time. It just doesn't uh, make sense to me. But I think that's a great place to wrap up today's show. So. Uh, thank you, guys, for checking out the Return of the New Generation Hero Talk podcast from our brief summer hiatus. Of course, if you like this podcast, you can catch all of our shows on the New Generation Podcast Network. That's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Also, be sure to check us out on YouTube. You can find our channel at New Generation Media. Like I said, we've been working so hard to get out all of our draft, uh, NBA draft content. The draft happened just last week. So if you're an NBA basketball fan, you want to catch up on players that were drafted into the end into the league uh, this for this upcoming season make sure you head over to our youtube channel and check out all the the preview content that we did prior to the draft it's really great stuff and it seems like we've gotten really great reception to the viewers check it out so if you haven't make sure you give that a look also be sure to follow us on social media we're on twitter new generation pod instagram new generation podcast You can find us individual on social media um tomorrow can be found on instagram and snapchat mc sham 22 Kendall can be found on Twitter, NewGenKen. I can be found on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart. And Instagram, ActionEJ. Thank you guys again for checking us out. For Kendall, for Shamari, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.